This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? Guys, it is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Welcome, welcome. We're going to talk about the Pistons game last night, our heartbreaker of a loss. Um, But first, a few housekeeping announcements. Um, If you're subscribed to the podcast, and you should be, if you're a new listener and you just got subscribed, welcome. But if you're already subscribed and you notice anything wonky going on with our cover art, if you if you're subscribed and you listen on Apple Podcasts, it did revert to the old artwork for um for All Nat. If you were original All Nat listener, the old Legacy podcast, so um it's getting fixed. Just some glitchy issues, technical stuff, but don't worry, it's still Golden Spaces. It's still Justin and Nat, and the artwork will be um hopefully corrected very soon. So I got a few messages from people. Just wanted to explain so everyone understands what's going on. All Nat is retired. We love that show, but we are Golden Spaces now. It's Nat and Justin. It's an Odyssey original podcast, and we're going to get into this game. So I was at that game again last night, Justin. I didn't bring my dandy little stat sheets today. It didn't seem (laughs) as moving. Didn't seem as moving to have them today. But um, yeah. Warriors lose in a game that looked like was heading to another overtime. Um, But one second is a lot of time in the NBA, Justin. It's a lot of time in the NBA. So let's talk about the game. Let's talk. Let's start with those final two possessions when Clay tied it up and then when Sadiq Bey hit the game winner. So what did you see on those final two possessions, Justin? Well, they went back to a play that I'm not sure they ran much before then, but a play that we remember from the 2019 finals, um, the famous game six shot that Steph ended up not hitting um, where. Thanks. Justin. They send, trying to trigger us right now. We're already triggered nah, by last night's I, game. I know. I know. But they, they send a player across the court with the, with the overhead pass. And then um kind of like a not even a down screen like a, a downhill screen is set for the shooter going towards the right uh wing and he gets a shot off clay drained it he was hitting shots all night um and they now, tried the game not, up not a play call they use a lot you're saying yeah i haven't seen it since 2019 um that i can recall um and i can't really recall seeing it many more times before then but I'm sure like something like that is it they don't use it a lot so they can go to it in this instance or right okay so it's it's gonna be hard to scout um and it's it's I mean every coach on every level has like their one or two pet plays that they go to where it's like a we need a heave or we need like a a quick shot um you know and this is a play that they're probably thinking like none of our guys are really going to break anybody down off the dribble um 
other than potentially Jordan, who has had his struggles uh, holding on to the ball in those situations. So they were like, let's get a real quick hitter that we can go to, you know. Um, and it wasn't a lot of time. It wasn't a ton of time left anyway. So got a quick shot, play hit it. And then they went on the defensive end. Wait, now before you get to the next play, and I'm sorry, because I just, I want to understand this because it's interesting to me, but I'm sure also to the listeners. So um, with that play call, um, if it's a better team than Detroit, do you think they kind of sniff out what's happening? Or do you just think like, you know, because I saw like um, Dev in the lab, like he was just like, you know, everyone was praising the play call and he's just like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. So, I mean, you're saying like it was probably only maybe used once to your recollection. So Mm -hmm. do you think because of just that, like probably any team may have struggled with it and Clay would have got off that shot or? Probably, probably. It's such a risky play though, that cross court pass that he had to throw. uh, I believe it was thrown to Draymond in 2019 and it was thrown to Lamb Lamb. last night. Um, And he he barely got it. He barely right. got it. You got to really trust your passer, and you got to really trust the guy who's uh, catching that pass, because um, it can it can get picked off easily. Uh, super risky play, so I don't think it's something that they will go to consistently because it is that risky. Um, and I don't think it's something that even even good teams could get got, could get got by that play. You know, um, and a lot of times the plays are designed for you to react a certain way to certain players on the court. So whether you know the play or not if you're reacting to a certain guy like Jordan who you don't want him to get a shot off or something like that in that situation then it could push your it can compromise your defense uh, either way so definitely a, a cool play hell of a play call like I said last night hell of a play call hell of a shot because he he shot that from deep and it didn't even hit rim at all so no he's he's a he's a cold-blooded guy so killer for a reason that's what they call him yeah okay so he hit that shot and like, did you think we were going to overtime or did you think, cause I'm like, is one second enough time to get a shot off? This is like what I'm saying to Marcus. And he's like, yeah. And I'm just like, I didn't realize how much time one second really was until, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you don't ever think about it, but I'm like, that was a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, as a player, you know, you think about it from the standpoint of like for each second you get one dribble in a shot. Right. So one second on the clock, um, you're taught, growing up like if you have one second on the clock you can catch the ball dribble at one time get a shot off before the time runs out so it is actually a ton of time um and once they once i saw that they had a timeout and they can advance the ball i was like ah there's a chance that they can you know something fluky can happen anything can happen in one second so just looking at the play it just looked like um you know they ran a lot of misdirection stuff i don't know if they got the initial look they wanted um, but it took a long time for them to get the ball in. Obviously, it took Definitely, more than five seconds, yeah. as we saw. We're debating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put like they were very close to a five-second call. And and Dub Nation very quickly let me know like it was definitely a five-second call. Me and Marcus timed it on the phone. But I don't know that our science was correct. So <laughs> it was pretty close, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but definitely and- threading the needle there. Yeah, and you know, referees don't have like a stopwatch or something. They go by their own count, how their arm moves and stuff like that. So, if the ref didn't get a five second call, maybe he not a, he maybe he wasn't looking for one or whatever the case may be. But in any in any event, they got the shot off or they got the pass in after they got free. It just seemed like Ty Jerome reacted to uh, Bogdanovich going to the corner a little bit, and that was just enough time for Bay to get free, um, step back and shoot like a little fadeaway 
that you know maybe it's a low percentage shot maybe it maybe it's not but he just he hit it it was cash and that was it so yeah i asked i asked ty about what happens on that last possession um and you know he kind of owned a little bit you know that he was going for the switch but then was a little late and but then he also took a little little dig (laughs) at sneak bay and said like you know he hits that shot maybe two out of ten times like well you know Maybe you need to read the scouting report a little bit more. Like, it's not so much that, like, I think Sadiq Bey is, like, this, you know, Dame Lillard, like, you know, killer at the end of the games. It's more that he got a pretty clean look. I mean, he was open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was a really tough shot. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I understand what Ty's trying to say, but it's, like, at the same time, he hit the shot. So, whether it's 2 out of 10, he hit it, and you guys lost a game because of it. So, it's no – point in saying oh he only hits that two out of ten times like and it's the pistons too like i understand the the circumstances with guys out and stuff like that but it's no reason that game should have even came down to that possession like that um were you surprised that ty was the one out there i mean i know like coaches in general sometimes like if a guy has been playing well and you know he's been playing the game they like to put them in but whether he's been playing well or not ty isn't really known for his defense so Still a bit mm-hmm. surprising that he was on the floor. They didn't have that many bodies to work with. Is there someone else you would have gone with? Yeah, I personally would have gone with Moody just because he's much longer, bigger. Um, but you run the risk of him having the same uh, mistake, you know, just getting caught on a switch or just miscommunication or something like that. And I think Steve Kerr trusts Ty Jerome's IQ a little bit more than Moody's at this point. Um I might have even put PBJ in there just for another really tall That's guy. That's what I was going to say because Marcus, too, was saying Moody. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But I was like, what about PBJ? Couldn't he have maybe tried him out? Yeah, I think I think he definitely could have used him on the ball and maybe put Looney elsewhere, um, especially with Draymond out. You just want two taller, long guys. You know yeah. they got it. I mean, it Draymond was tied getting up. getting tossed there was really critical, especially for that moment. It really was. Yeah. It seemed like both his technicals were soft, but you never know what guys are saying, especially with Draymond. He could have said something crazy to the ref the first te- for the first tech that he got. So um, what I'm hearing is that he's saying that he was trying to like, it was Isaiah, right? That he was, who, who yeah, was it? Stewart. it was, right, Stewart, right? Yeah. And he was like, um, he was like, he said he was like, just tell him like more like chill, man, like calm down, like whatever, not like, I yeah. guess the way the ref took it. Yeah, the, I think his hand got caught in uh, Stu's jersey or something like that, or maybe Stu was just being a little excessive with the physicality, and Draymond like kind of grabbed his jersey, like "Yo, chill," and then Stu like just yanked him. Um, I definitely don't think Draymond like um, escalated the situation at all. So I mean, the the um, the technical did seem a little bit eh to me. Quick trigger. Yeah, so I, under, I understand why he got the tech, but in that situation, uh, I don't know if I would have given him a tech. But, you know, you can't just give Stewart the tech and not him, I guess, in that situation. It just looks a little weird considering they both were kind of tugging at each other. It was just an unfortunate it event. It was near the and, end of the game, so they also could have just let it fucking go. Yeah, true, true. Like, the game was about to be over. <laughs> right, and I think, I mean, they knew what they were doing, so... 
Yeah, it definitely would have helped to have Draymond out there. He probably would have snuffed the whole thing out and just completely just stopped them from scoring right there. Um, and then you go to OT and, and anything is possible at that point. But Look, just their unfortunate. bodies probably didn't need another overtime anyway. That's another so. thing. Yeah, that's another thing I was thinking. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were, were going to have two nights off, and I did like that. I was like, if they can just pull this game off, they have two nights of rest. But wasn't meant to be. Pistons mm-hmm. win the regular season series. Sucks. Crazy. Crazy. I was thinking last year they beat every team in the in the league at least once. And I was hoping they did the same thing this year, even though it's been a rocky start. But well, hopefully they beat every team except Detroit <laughs> at least one time. <laughs> yeah, some guy after the game was talking hella shit. Like when I was walking down back to the media area, I don't know who he was. He's just like, smack them both times. I'm like, using hmm. the word smack a little loosely, aren't we? <laughs> right. Fake shooting, fake shooting both times. Um, like we're missing like mad people. Like, okay, like what are we doing here? Yeah, that's that's how fans are going to be though. So we'll see who gets the last laugh. I mean, they, obviously they aren't going to get the last. Yes, laugh. I mean not, that was their eleventh be... win of the season, so that was their championship. But um... right, I mean their championship could be getting a number one pick. But <laughs> true. But yeah, right for for now, this that was their championship. They beat the champs twice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I really am not someone who likes to harp on, like, play calling too much. Not play calling, um, like, refs too much and, and fouls and things like that. I really don't. But just a couple of observations. Um, I mean, we're just talking about, like, kind of the ref treatment with Golden State this year. I mean, Andre's talked about it on his pod. So they feel it's an issue. Fans always feel it's an issue, but you want to definitely be mindful like that you're not too much just like whining about calls. But there's something with this team. There's something with this team and the refs. And that, of course, the Warriors have not helped it when they like taunt the refs and stuff like that. And we get it. It's in response to some of the ridiculousness. But it's a very antagonistic relationship with um, this team and the refs. And so there were a couple of things. I mean, there was the like quick text or the double text on like Dre, which ends up getting him tossed. Um, there was also like shortly before that, when um, it was shortly before the game ended and Dre was like he boxed out he was under the rim like there was just a, a defensive rebound he he couldn't grab but I thought he got fouled and it was like pretty visible who was he like battling with down there maybe it was Stewart um probably and then like the Pistons got a three or something like because um whoever got the rebound they passed it oh. out I think I think it was Duran because I I, I want to say Duran was like pushing he was jumping over guys backs or something like that and then Draymond was like bro he just keeps jumping on our backs like yes and, and he was like really world. frustrated and like I remember he was just like <sighs> like you could just and he didn't say anything but he was visibly frustrated you know mm-hmm. on the court and it was like bro he was clearly fouled there yeah yeah I mean you can only run the NBA for so long before people start now I don't want to say retaliating but you know what I mean like Golden State rubs a lot of people the wrong way you would hope it wouldn't be the refs but it just seems like that's been the case for the last year or two 
um, especially this year, to be dead last in fouls drawn and first in fouls committed. But they had like is, 10, I think, last night. So, I mean, that's averaging more, like, what was it? It was a lot. Ooh, yeah, a lot. I mean, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Um, can't really do much about it other than talk about it. But, yeah, it's crazy. And then there's, okay, so, I mean... We'll get into some more detail, like specifically talking about Jordan, but just in terms of like recapping the game and and, and talking about the refs, there there was also just, um, there's his relationship with the refs, right? Because there was a play, um, I'm not going to get into the play where he turned the ball over, because we'll talk about that next segment, but there was another play in the game, was this in the fourth quarter? I really need to do, I maybe need to start taking notes when these things happen, but like he went up, he went up, he tried to like get to the rim and someone, I guess, blocked. It wasn't a block, but like they went up with him and he lost the ball, but it was a foul and it just wasn't mm-hmm. called. And I think like a couple possessions later, PBJ did something similar and he got the foul call. And it's just like, they won't give Jordan like clear fouls, you know? And I think that adds to like his frustration on the court and probably impact some of his decision-making. Cause he's like, well, I don't know if I want to like go up or go because like, sometimes I'm not getting the calls, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think maybe some of that's in his head. So like we can, you know, get into that a little bit more, but um, you know, overall, like it was a, it was a game. Like I felt like every time the Warriors got back in it, went up one, the Pistons came back. So it was just like one of those games. And it's like, do they have the ability to pull out another? I felt like in chase, they did. That feels like their superpower, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was hoping they would have. I struggled a little bit more last night with uh, keeping it in than I did the first game <laughs> as Marcus felt the need to tweet and tell the whole timeline. Um, it was so, it's impulse. It's impulse. Like when you touch a hot stove, because someone did something and I was like, ah! He was like, he looked at me, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so there was a lot of me like pinching Marcus when things were happening in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure and he, he loved that. And <laughs> but I did, I did manage to keep it in control for the rest of the night. So that's my little update from, um, from the game. And I, I did also ask, ask Clay a question last night too. And, you know, they they, the team, I would say basically last night, what I could get loon came out, lamb came out. I for sure didn't ask him no questions. Ty came out and, um, Clay. So four players came out and, um, it was very clear. The theme was, we don't win without Jordan. So who cares about his mistakes? Not who cares, but like, that's our guy. We're going to hold him down. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'll get into what like Tyrone, Ty Jerome said in the next segment. But the other thing was like, definitely just like praising everybody who's been playing and, and stepping up, you know, Clay said that Lamb and Ty are both NBA players and they've been so great. I don't know that I agree with him, but okay. But, you know, he he spoke highly of them. And and when I asked him about that last play, I, I asked him if, like, you know, it's getting to them as a team, just, like, missing so many bodies um, and, like, 
particularly on that last play, like with perhaps any potential miscommunication, you know, just all the different players that may be on the court. Like, is it, you know, how are they managing that? And he's just like, no, I don't see it like that. <laughs> he was just like, you know, I mean, he wasn't defensive or anything, but he just nipped that in the bud. He's like, it's no one's fault. Like we all own our stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know, he gave a very diplomatic answer and, you know, basically was not going to like point the finger or throw anybody under which this team doesn't do but it's interesting to watch it up close and kind of kind of see like how they respond to things so yeah mm. okay yeah I, I feel the same way though so we can talk about it in the next segment yeah all right guys you tuned into golden spaces it's justin and nat we'll be right back NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces. We're back. It's Matt and Justin's with me. And we're going to keep it moving. I would say the vibes are pretty good today, though, right, Justin, despite it being a loss? Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's still a good opportunity for them to reel off another four or five game win streak. Um, And if they can do that, That'd be 10 out of 10 out of 11 ain't bad. So yeah, five I out of six. I did not realize like there could have been, I mean, everything is still so close, but there could have been potential big shifts in the standings last night if they would have won that game. Yeah. They could have climbed up to fifth. No, yeah. sixth. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's still the, the opportunity still there. I think, yeah, okay. I don't think anyone above them. I mean, maybe someone above them won a game, but I don't think. I need the math to start losing though. I mean, they're beating the teams they're supposed to right now, but I need them to start losing. <laughs> right. For sure. We can look at their schedule a little bit, but yeah, All I think, right. I think in the end it's going to, it's going to work itself out. Um, like I said, it's going to be hard for those teams to outpace um, Golden State, especially if they finish this homestand without any more losses and then they'll get all their guys back before they start getting into a tougher part of the schedule and they should be rolling from there into the, the all-star break. Yeah, we can talk about that next segment. Can we can take a little look around the league because there was also just we, Golden State has its own injury news. There was some injury news around the leagues and all that can affect standing. So we'll table that for now. I want to talk about Jordan Poole because, you know, <laughs> I'm not like it's frustrating in the moment going through his mistakes, but you understand that he has to learn and develop. Right. And I think that's where I land. But I still sort of feel like the fan base is really hard on him. Um, And so clearly he was really upset with himself last night. That was visible, I think, to everybody. And, um, you know, right, right before he turned the ball over. And look, it probably actually was a foul. But you're not going to get that call at that time. You know, and so just making better decisions so he doesn't like put himself in that situation to potentially get fouled to have the ball taken away um and I just wonder at this point if it's in his head you know because it looked like he didn't know what to do I mean he got the ball to Clay Clay gave it back to him and like he did and also I just felt like he was taking too long to even start doing something it's like actually you guys are not up here 
um, so you need to score. And he was like letting a lot of clock run like they had the lead initially. Mm-hmm. So he just looked like he did not know what to do out there. Like when I was watching and um, like right before like he turned the ball over, I said, um, I'm very nervous with Jordan having, <laughs> <laughs> having yeah. the ball here. And I'm like, did I just drink it? And then, you know, um. So, yeah, I, I sort of feel bad for him just because I know he feels bad and he holds his own self accountable. Um, but I feel like people are really being difficult on him. Of course, there's the extremists. There's people talking about trade him. No, we're not trading him and he should not be traded. Of course, it always goes back to he doesn't deserve his contract. Bullshit. But I just, um, I feel bad for him because like, I would say the difference between because people are calling out like things Steph used to do when he was younger and Clay and all those guys had their development mistakes, development mistakes and, and issues. And I think the difference is they weren't on a championship team with expectations when they were doing that. And Jordan mm-hmm. is. So he just gets so much scrutiny. Um, and I feel bad for him. I mean, it doesn't really make sense because at the end of the day, are we going to be asking Jordan to do this when the team is full? Thank you. (laughs) Like we're missing two of our best players, our two best players, arguably multiple guys are out with injury. Like he's doing his absolute best to, to hold this thing afloat offensively. And he's done a pretty good job up to this point. Like he's almost, he's averaging almost 30 points a game without Steph playing. Um, And they've won, they won five games in a row, like sure against Portland or, He's had a few uh, late game mistakes against some of these teams, but they've won a lot of those games and they just got burned this game. And, you know, it is what it is. Like he's 23, he's getting better. Um, No player is perfect. And at the end of the day, like I just said, when Steph comes back, it's going to be Steph handling the ball in those situations. Jordan might not even be in the game. (laughs) <laughs> at the end of a lot of uh, games. That and I said that same thing with people. Like, he has to get better. And I was like, does he? I mean, he does. But yeah. I said, he's not going to be the one handling the ball. He's not going to be the one making those decisions, really. And so right. he'll be able to learn the way he should learn by seeing it play out and being on the court with the people who are doing it, you know? Exactly. And And for some reason, we have in this fan base, especially on Twitter, we have the tendency to just attack players who are already proven. Yeah. <laughs> like we've seen Jordan make huge shots and make huge plays at the end of playoff games that they won last year when they were on their way to a championship. So I don't understand why it's like, Oh, Jordan has to get better. At this he has like, we've seen him contribute to a championship in these moments. So why are we acting like we've never seen him do this stuff before? Like guys aren't going to be perfect every single time. Guys aren't going to be able to, be lights out every single time, like ups and downs. We've seen, you know, every player at every level, superstar or not, make mistakes in the clutch. And it, it is what it is. Like, but he's a proven player. He's a young player. And he's helped them. Like Kara said, they don't win. They don't go on five-game winning streak without Jordan playing the way he's been playing. So, And that was the theme from everyone. You know, and, and, and the thing about it is, like, because someone, like, responded to me, um, cause I, Ty, Ty, um, Jerome, I don't know why I want to keep calling this man Ty Bowman, by the way, but Ty Jerome, <laughs> I don't know why in my head, I have to always think about it. It's like my whole Chris Middleton thing. Why I always want to call him Kevin Middleton and have absolutely done it so many times. <laughs> I didn't, I haven't yet said it like 
on TV or anything, but I have to like always take a minute to like, cause right. I really be about to call that man, Kevin Middleton. And people are like that, who the fuck is Kevin Middleton? Yo? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> at least Ty Bowman is like a real person, but still, I don't know why. Like I, Ty Jerome, right. Ty Bowman, like it makes no fucking sense. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> You guys are being introduced to my mind. It's a lot going on in there, guys. <laughs> Shout out to Kai. Shout out to Kai Bowman. <laughs> um, Justin knows many of my musings, but you guys don't. So <laughs> he's probably not surprised by this. But um, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, um, <laughs> something is wrong with me. Now I'm just really thinking about that shit. Like, what the fuck? I'm just like merging shit together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so but Ty Jerome, whose name is very like, why is this white boy named Ty Jerome? But anyway, Ty Jerome. Hello. He um, said he was asked. Kareth Burke asked him. You know, a lot of a lot of the media last night were asking other players like about Jordan and just kind of like what's been happening to him in late game situations and sort of like you know how he is. And so Ty's response was, um, I think the best way to look at it is that we wouldn't have won <laughs> these last several games without him. You know, like. And he pointed out, like, they had so many players missing, you know. He said, you know, we have the best player in the world. He's out. It's like, I'm glad you know. Glad you know, Ty. You are you earning some points with me for that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he pointed that out, and he was just like, you know, like, everybody makes mistakes. Like, he's like, no, like, Jordan has, you know, been incredible. And I, I tweeted, you know, what he said, and someone responded to me and was like, yeah. And, like, they also could have lost those games with all of like Jordan's mistakes. And I'm just like, this is what, like back to your point about him being proven because in almost all of those games where he made a mistake, he also did something either the next play or right before that had them in the game, hit a big shot. And he hit big shots, by the way, last night too, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because every time he wasn't on the floor, by the way, the Pistons made a little run <laughs> mm-hmm. and he'd have to come back in and settle the troops, you know? So it's like, I just, I don't know what people get from it. I, I really do think some people just thrive off of negativity and pessimism and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, we need Jordan. Like, not just, oh, he's great. We need him. Even when Steph gets back, we need Jordan. Um, and he's the only player outside of Steph who can do some stuff like things. We need him. For sure. For sure. I mean, like, I mean, I don't want to be, like, the plus minus guy, but he was a plus four. <laughs> um he was a plus okay, four like plus minus on this podcast yeah yeah i mean like they were winning we his understand minutes. it and we contextualize it so we don't od with it right over the course of the game they don't win they they don't they aren't even in the game without what he was doing so i mean we'll just i guess we could just leave it at that he's a he's a proven player he's a young player he's not going to be asked to do this stuff when the full team is together and when they get into really really high leverage games he's been carrying the load um, for an extended period of time without Steph and without Wiggins. 
um, in a few games in there without Clay too. So like, get off his back. Like I don't. I mean, no, you saying that nicely because you know I want to be like, get off his. You know yeah. what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I got That's a weird. vulgar mouth. Y'all don't even know. I do got a potty <laughs> mouth, right, Justin? Yeah, for sure. It's all. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even hesitate. <laughs> Damn, Justin, you could have been like, nah, you're not that bad, Nat. You had to co-sign nah, so nah. easily, yo. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You understand time and place, you know? Look so, at that, guys. I practice diplomacy. Yeah. Um, Justin, uh, Justin, JP is our guy. Justin's, Justin's our guy too, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get that last roster spell. We're, we're not going to be getting into bashing JP on this podcast. I mean, in general, I try not to bash anyone on the Warriors, even the ones I don't like, and y'all know who I don't like, and I just don't spend too much time talking about him. So we move, we move. Um, some PBJ minutes again last night. How did you feel he did in his short time on the court? I think he did all right. Um, he's just showing like he can be consistent in this role. Um, legit. Like I every time I see him, I'm like, damn, he's actually like 6'10. Like it some guys they say they're 6'10 and they really like 6'8. You know, he looks like he's legitimately the size of some of the centers in the power force that they're playing against. Um he can really shoot. He got a quick trigger. He's not shy about it, so that helps. And then he can kind of do some things off the dribble, attacking the closeout as well. So um, I like what I see from him. I personally would like to see him kind of fill that backup five role for the time being. Um, I think what we've seen from him helps the team a little bit more than what we've seen so far from um, Wiseman, Jamichael and Wiseman. So I would default to him as the backup five because Looney definitely needs a break. Um, whether he plays or not, like he he makes it a point to play every game, but whether he checks in, plays five minutes, and then just doesn't play for the rest of the game or something like that, um, I think PBJ should be the default backup five for now because um, he at his skill set adds a different dynamic to this team that they that they are lacking. Whether or not he's able to bring that to a playoff setting, I'm not really sure yet, but at least for now, I think he's shown enough that he could be trusted to for those minutes. Okay. Moody hit a three in the game. What did you think about him last night? Moody was all right. I mean, it's tough to stay in front of a guy like Jaden Ivey, but I think he, for the most part, did what they asked him to do, move the ball, didn't necessarily like force any shots up. Um, He's just a solid player. I think the thing with him is kind of like what we saw with Joku early in the season. It's like he'll look a lot better when he gets consistent run. Like that's just the main thing. That's that's what every player, but I think specifically for him, a shooter, a guy who kind of struggles sometimes with um like reacting to things like just rookie things or like young player things that he doesn't see. He doesn't see the game as fast as we would like him to see it, but that comes with reps, rhythm, being able to shoot the ball at the clip that he wants to comes with reps and experience and getting shots up in the course of a game. So it's tough for him because like we always say, like his, his position is stacked. The perimeter on the team is stacked. Um, but I think he could have earned some more minutes last night, particularly because it wasn't the best Dante game. But it's, it's up to Kerr. You know, Kerr, it takes a while for Kerr to really lean into young guys. But, yeah, I mean, I like Moody. I like PBJ. I think they should play more. Uh, but 
when guys are coming back, it's going to be tough for him, specifically Moody. Yeah, I know for a lot of people, Lamb might have been like one of the stories of the night. He wasn't for me, but um, <laughs> he was fine in his minutes. And um, Ty Jerome got a good amount of burn last night, too. I mean, I guess the story this year is how much the two ways are contributing. And largely that's because we have so many people out. Um, but they are contributing and they are impacting winning. Mm-hmm. I can acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was probably their best game. I mean, it, it was it was Lamb's best game um, to date. He was showing a little bit more of the things he can do off the dribble. Uh, it was the Pistons, though, um, and I think he, he's he's all right. He's a good player. I mean, for his role, and you know that's cool. All fine and dandy. Ty Jerome has been killing it. Uh, all season in his role. So I think, I mean, if you look at it from a certain standpoint, if you look at it from the standpoint of if they were bet minimum guys, I think they've gave tremendous value to a bet minimum contract. Um, so it's one way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. In yeah. in real time, just got the, res- the, the first fan returns for the all-star voting. Okay. LeBron is in first, like I anticipated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LeBron's first step is leading the guards, but Luca's not far behind. Um, KD is leading the front court in the East. Kyrie in the in the East. That's kind of surprising, but not really. Um, Who has the second most amount of votes? KD. Over so, over stuff. Yeah. So LeBron, <laughs> LeBron three point one mil. Um, KD 3.1 mil. They're just separated by about 50,000 votes in LeBron's favor. Then it's Steph. No, then it's Giannis 2.9 mil. Then it's Steph 2.7. Then it is not playing right now for sure. We gotta get, oh, he has to get back. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be, he's leading the guards. He's he's leading the guards, so he'll for sure be a starter, but we want to be a captain. Yeah, but no, he's like a top vote getter. Right, right. So like not just like position wise. Right. No. All right, y'all, we got to do better. Admittedly, myself, I've been sucking with the voting because they fucked it up with this non being able to vote on Twitter shit. Like to have to remember Mm -hmm. to go in and do this shit. I'd be like, ah, fuck, I didn't vote. Then it's like a 24 hour window. And sometimes if you vote like, at 11.50 at night. I'm not going to remember to do it. So then you miss a day the next day. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah, we got to pick it up. Draymond is eighth in the front court. Wiggins is fifth. So I saw, I knew Wiggins was going to still end up with more votes than Dre. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's has more than double his votes. Clay is fifth in the for guards. Jordan Poole is 10th. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. I mean that, that's surprising for um for those guys. So that's that's a good thing. But just gotta get everybody else up. Gotta up everybody's vote. So make sure y'all the out next there around the votes for Steph is gonna be big because you already know how we do when. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We gonna get him up there by the time it's all said and done. Well, Steph. Well, so let's talk about that next segment. I think I think we're good here any other players like nobody clay came alive in the in late in the second half and he was needed and we know he hit big shots jordan overall you know 
I don't think there's anyone else to really touch on. Um, like I said, it's too, it's, it's, I'm not too down about this game in the moment. It was like, ah, but you know, you kind of move on from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to clay. He seemingly has found his legs. Um, hopefully he can sustain that. Um, we were worried about going into this game because they play the double OT. And I mean, he was three for 10 from three, but he had some huge threes. He kept him afloat for most of the game. He was almost 50% shooting. And um, yeah, he's looking like the old clay again. It's just a matter of, is it once every other game? Is it a few games in a row? And then he takes a, you know, he has a bad game. It's more so about consistency with him. So let's see I how I think looks. what it is, I think what it is, is the amount of time he has between games to recover, to be honest. Like if you look at when he's had more days off, he comes back better. And so um, now I'm sort of not even that upset if they're like not playing him on back-to-backs because I think his body is just, some of it might be injury, some of it might be age, and some of it might be that he wasn't conditioned the way properly he should have been to start the season. Probably a combination of all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why they said later in the season they would look to play him on back-to-backs. Maybe they were waiting for his body to get to a certain place. Um, but he said he felt good. He said that last night. He was asked again about his body, how he's feeling, and he said he felt good. So, um, And he'll have two nights off before Orlando. Orlando beat them, too. So hopefully they'll mm-hmm. want to, like, you know, take that out. I'm hoping they get wigs back. I mean, I just really do. I got a Wiggs bobblehead. Uh, I meant to show you guys. I'm so happy, though. Y'all know Wiggins is my baby. So I got a Wiggins bobblehead. Um, I hope he comes back. I do. I'd like him back before this homestand. They haven't ruled it ruled it out. Um, I did get to see Andre um, putting up some shots before the game. I saw J- JP during part of his workout, too, before the game. Um Saw Dre for a little bit, saw Clay for part of his work. I took some video. I didn't tweet any of them, but yeah. So I was out on the court for the game and that was sort of cool. And um, Dante like ran right by me. I'm like, gosh, these, these men are large. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I weird. felt so little next to Marcus. I was like, how tall are you, Marcus? And he's like six feet. I felt mad little, yo. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing people don't realize. When you really get next to these dudes, they are very, very massive humans. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, all right. Anyway, guys, we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast. Be right back. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, guys, we're back. And I'm still kind of reeling from the news that Steph is not where he should be in fan voting. So this is my call. This is what we need to put on the clip, okay? When we clip our segment to promo the show, this is our call to Dub Nation, okay? I'm letting our producer Greg know. 
guys. He's so good. I just want y'all to know our producer is very dope. But this is unacceptable. Like, yo, like they already tried to screw us this year because of Wiggins and their fucking Wiggins rule. We can't vote on Twitter. Like, we got to do better for our guy. All right. We got to do better for our guy. Like, Steph is a top vote getter. He's not no top among guards, no bullshit like that. He's a top fucking vote getter. That's where he is almost every year. So, we need to do our job and get him to where he's supposed to be. So, y'all better be voting. We got a triple day coming up. I think it's tomorrow, actually, is a triple day on um, Friday. Today's Thursday, right? So, we're recording this Thursday after the, the game. But the January 6th, I believe, Friday, is a triple day. The vote counts three times. So go and vote today. And you can vote twice. You can vote on the app and you can vote on the website. So that's vote.mba.com. And also you can use the MBA app, which means technically you can cast six votes tomorrow. And that means every other day you can cast two votes. Make sure you are doing that. Let's get on our grind, all right? Why you laughing? What she said. No. Nah. <laughs> get on it. Get on it. Get on it, man. <laughs> That's the hey, most look, Wiggins, trusty Justin. <laughs> Wiggins, right. Facts. Wiggins and, is in fifth. Man, get AD and Zion out of here, bro. Get him in third. Fuck it. So we, so we can get him to start again. So right. Be mad I mean, again. He could maybe end up as an injury replacement, right? So, you know, um, because Zion was having an incredible year, but I don't think he's maybe going to be back. So let's just get our guys the votes they need so we push push what we need to. So let's vote. Let's vote for Wiggs. Let's vote for Dre. Let's play whoever. Just get our votes in for our guys. Bingo. Get him okay. In. <laughs> All right. Now that our call to action is over, let's 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 get back to some tings. So. <laughs> Last night, we had a chance to move up into fifth or sixth place. Um, and it's going to stay like that because, look, these games right now are like one, one, one away in the standings, half a game. So we still have that opportunity, even though we didn't have it last night. And we never like to see injuries to players at all, ever. But there are some injuries around the league. Paul George, um, Zion, these guys are going to be out for some time. So those teams will probably get some wins without them, just as the Warriors have without Steph. But it may not be winning at the same rate because they've lost some key guys. And so that could definitely potentially create an opening um, mm -hmm. um, for the Warriors to... To, to climb in the standing. So they have the opportunity. And Clay in the last two post games has made it a point to bring up the standings and them only being about five to six games back. So they're it's on their radar. It's on their radar. As it should be. You know, Draymond will say that they don't care, which they probably they ultimately don't care once they get to the playoffs who they play. But I think they should care about like seating in general and then you know all that type of stuff uh but yeah i mean looking at who's above them sacramento is the only team i think that probably was going to continue to win at a high clip they might even go on a run because they're playing some pretty bad teams coming up but phoenix injuries portland's actually not that good clippers injuries dallas has a tough schedule coming up uh, pelicans injuries 
um, and, you know, Denver and Memphis probably shouldn't even worry about them until you get close to them. Uh, but they, they got a chance right here. Like I said, they can win four or five in a row. Still got a favorable schedule. Orlando, San Antonio, Phoenix without book. Um, and then you go on the road for Chicago and D.C. before they play Boston and Cleveland. But they should have the guys back by the time they see Boston and Cleveland. So maybe they can win those two games or at least split those games as well. Yeah. Um, we don't get like the official update about Steph. I don't think maybe till Friday. I'm not sure what day it's coming, but Bob apparently alluded to the fact that they're kind of expecting him to, to, to play that first road game back. So sadly, I will not get to um, watch him play, which is always disappointing, but I don't get to ask him any questions in a post game, um, which I was really looking forward to. Um, but Street's saying I may have met him, so it doesn't matter. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> just let the streets talk. Let the streets, just give him a little bit. Let him talk. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I hope we get back wigs, though, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I mean, he looks like he's in good spirits on the on the bench. Doesn't look sick anymore. Um, and obviously, he's been past the the groin injury at this point. And like I said, they could have I practice because there's two days off. So right. and that's usually what's needed for them, right? Like a practice. Right. I'm, I'm sure Kerr has said at some point within the last year or two during an interview that they, they don't let guys return from injury until they get a full practice in. Um, so he'll be able to do that, and he should play their next game, hopefully, or maybe you know the game after that because. They have two nights off after their next game, too. So Yeah, and they have a nice little break. out for returning during this homestand. So it would be good. They need it to relieve the guys. They need it. You don't want to keep putting all this extra burden on Dre. Because Dre- <laughs> Wiggins helps Dre and he helps Clay. He's a help to both of them. Exactly. I mean, he helps everybody. He helps everybody. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. helps. He really does. Yeah, he's become utility guy. Does everything guards rebounds scores shoots um so you think he'll be, be on a, a big boost when he returns probably some type of because there was an actual purpose. injury so it's not like it's just like he was ill there was an actual injury yeah i mean even with the illness i'm sure his conditioning isn't at peak shape so they're probably gonna try to slow walk him a little bit but 20 minutes of him can really help this team let alone you know just 30 minutes, 20 minutes can help. Justin, I'm curious. When the team is whole again, what does that mean for the two-way guys? I know it definitely means much less tie. But what does it mean for Lamb? I think Lamb's still going to play unless they make a move. Um, Unless they make a move or PBJ just lights out for the remainder of the time until the team comes back. I but think where Lamb is he is getting play. the minutes, and how many minutes is he getting? Uh, probably around, you know, 10, 15 a game. He's going to be the backup that four. Many? Yeah, I think so. Because um, he he's they, – they need a front court player that can stretch the floor that allows you to play Kaminga and Draymond together, that allows you to play multiple non-shooter front court players together. Um, so he's, he's just – I think he's just going to play. <laughs> yeah. 
Ty Jerome, probably out of the rotation. Um, is what it is. They have a ton of guards that play all the minutes. So it's unfortunate because he's a good player. But I mean, it's fortunate that they have a good player that they, you know, they have the luxury to not even need to play. But yeah, I think he's going to be squeezed out of the rotation. Lamb is still going to be in the rotation. And that's just what I what I see happening. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Anything that we should be thinking about for purposes of the Orlando Magic game? The Magic should have Marco Fultz playing. They've been a better team since he got back. And they're one of those young teams that every game they get better. You know, they're just going to be t- they're tough out, you know. Especially if Wiggins doesn't play, Bancaro is a tough cover. Wagner is getting better. So it's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be harder than the Pistons game, I think, from a talent standpoint. Maybe the rest will have guys a little bit fresher out there so they can bring their A game and Dante can have a better game and Luke have a better game and stuff like that. Hopefully but, the rest and just being annoyed by a loss and not wanting to get another one. Clay does say we need to get another win streak going now. So hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Jordan can kind of get back on track. But, I mean, Dallas has a lot of lengthy defenders, so it could be tough Orlando? on him. Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. Sorry. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I just read the word Dallas. But um, yeah, Orlando has a lot of length, so they can kind of make it tough. And um, you just hope that shooting variance is on your side because on the road it hasn't been, but at home, for the most part, it has been, and except for last night. And the Warriors shoot the lights out, and the Magic don't. <laughs> okay. Well, the Mavs play the Celtics tonight, so they need to lose. Have the Celtics played since they just had that embarrassing loss to um, OKC? To OKC, yeah. I hope they destroy Dallas and kind of shake them up a little bit. They haven't played yeah. since then, though, right? No, nah, they haven't. That's probably why you had the Mavs on the brain, because we were talking about them and said we need to look at their schedule. So, And then they have the yeah, Pelicans, though. They're without Zion. Ugh. Yeah. Is Ingram is it... back yet? Ingram is not back. What? What is this injury? I don't know. I don't know, but New Orleans is still sneaky. They got a lot. They got a ton of talent on that team, so they could potentially. Yeah, but still it's at Mavs, so I don't know about that. It's at Mavs, then they have a back-to-back in OKC. So, one of those games they could they get got. Them. Yeah, and then I mean they start a road trip. They got LA, both LA teams, Portland twice in a row, back-to-back nights, um, all on the road. So that could potentially be a little skid for them. Hopefully. Yeah, all and... these fucking teams got players out, though, right now. I mean, Kawhi is still there, and he does. People won't say it, but he does. He'd be good. Yeah. He'd be Kawhi's... good with the, with the Mavs. I'm saying that because, like, I, like people will like to talk about that series, like, oh, the Mavs should have won and try to climb the Clippers. But I'm just like, it was Kawhi who showed up in the fourth, not Luka. I still think Kawhi had the better series, personally. But, you know, people will tell you it's Luka. People will tell you it's Luca because he's gonna have the numbers. People will tell you Luca has the numbers too. That's why it's crazy to me. And the same same people tell you Luca had a better series and stuff um, last year, and we all know that wasn't the case. Right. Well, they need to start losing some games because they've been winning too damn much. And we know Jason Tatum takes this matchup very seriously. It is Celtics at Mavs though, and Celtics did win the last one. So let's see what happens. Let's see. Well, 
Justin, this has been lovely today. It really has. I've enjoyed the vibe of our show. This is probably the best vibes we've had following a loss. Yes. Uh, there, we weren't <laughs> annoyed. We weren't annoyed. Right. <laughs> we weren't annoyed. And like, I sometimes I wish we were still a video pod. That is coming. We keep getting questions about that. Just want to let you guys know. Don't have exact timing yet because y'all can't see my wonderful shirt. But it doesn't matter anyway. It's really dope hoodie. Says intellect on it. Maybe I'll post a picture somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it's dope. And it's this brand called Street Light, Street Light Boutique. Y'all should check them out. Check out their apparel. Dope, dope creative people. Um, black owned. We like to support those businesses over here. So I'm going to plug them. Street Light Boutique. I'm wearing their hoodie. It's intellect. But very, very dope. Very dope couple and very dope apparel. On that note, I think it's time for us to go. Vote. For our guys, for All-Star, that's the most immediate call to action. The second most immediate call to action is subscribe and follow the Golden Spaces pod. We are available on most streaming platforms. And also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. Send us some questions for the mailbag. We'll send out a call for that as well so we can address any mailbag questions in the next episode after the Orlando game. Sounds good, Justin? Sounds good. All right, y'all. Till next time, take care.